It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. We welcome you to episode number 287. It is game day for the Washington Redskins as the preseason comes to FedEx Field. And if that doesn't excite you, kids, I don't know what will. It's the Cincinnati Bengals. 7.30 Eastern time for the kickoff for the Washington Redskins and the Cincinnati Bengals. Joining us now right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 287, is my pal, my colleague at 106.7 The Fan, the host of Countdown to Kickoff each and every Sunday or Monday before the Redskins play uh, in the regular season as well. You can listen to him post-game if you're going to FedEx Field on Thursday night or if you're anywhere in the world on the Radio.com app. It's my guy, Earl Forsey, who you can follow on Twitter at Earl Forsey, F-O-R-C-E-Y. And we welcome him back to the Locked on Redskins podcast. How are you, pal? I'm doing fine, Rooster, and I like preseason. It's football. I know it's not kind of real football, but I'm happy to have it back. It's working than, a lot these days. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. better than nothing is basically how yeah. I would put it. I, I'm not as hard on the preseason because I realize the value and the need for it. Uh, but, you know, clearly we all want games that matter and teams that are trying, and it's so kind of hard to get. expand the schedule. Get yeah. it to 18, be well, done with it. That's fair. Let's do it. It's just hard to get a gauge on what these games ultimately mean in terms of evaluation. But let's get to, uh, I guess, a couple of big-picture items before we get to a couple of little things that I want to hit on because both of us love talking football. Colt McCoy is not going to start uh, in this game. This was reported by Craig Hoffman, our colleague at 106.7 The Fan on Tuesday. Jay Gruden made it official at Andrews Air Force Base when the Redskins had a walkthrough on Wednesday afternoon. He is not going to play. The money quote was, quote, right now he's not able to do much. End quote. Does this put an end to the Redskins, quote, unquote, quarterback battle? It doesn't seal the lock it up, but it's certainly starting to shut the door, isn't it? You, you can't win a quarterback battle and play if you can't play. I mean, and now it's a situation where he was, look, when strain, training camp starts, Colt McCoy, that was really the first opportunity throughout this whole offseason OTAs that he has been back on the football field Mm -hmm. again. He was on during the broadcast on the fan, um, one of the players, one of the many interviewed, and he was talking about that once camp started just a couple of weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago in Richmond, that's the first football activity he's done since the end, since he got hurt last season. So there's a lot of rust to shake off for him. 
he's in the advantageous position that he's been in this program, this system for five years, and this, and it's true, no one knows Jay's offense better than Jay or Colt McCoy. I mean, those are the two that, you know, he knows it like the back of his hand, but it's another opportunity that he's had to play and be a starter this time and maybe be the quarterback, at least to start the year, for the team when it's not maybe a new injury. It's still lingering from the old right. one, but it's not a good sign for him. I feel bad for him. He seems like a really good guy. Uh, he's frustrated, as anyone would be, by this whole – it's not just last season. It's a, it's every time, every year he's been here, it's either uh, you know uh, Kirk Cousins steps up and he becomes a starting quarterback, then he's gone, thinks he's going to get his chance, but they bring in Alex Smith in a trade, then Smith gets hurt, he gets his chance – he gets hurt again. Now in the offseason, they trade for Case Keenum for veteran competition, and they draft a guy in Dwayne Haskins. I mean, and now, while still all that, he was probably, if there was a favorite, he was the one because of his experience and everything. And now this happens again. I don't know what to say except that it, I can't see it. I can't see this working out any other way, but it's going to be Case Keenum probably. Because he knows the system, meaning McCoy, so well, and because he's been here all five years now, sick into the sixth year of Jay Gruden, does he have to? Does he have to play in the preseason and show that he can stay in a game without getting re-injured or banged up? Or is it a matter of he just has to get healthy well, from the rehab from these injuries? Personally, me saying this, not knowing anything right. on the inside, I would think on the surface, quick answer, no, he doesn't have to play in the preseason. But there's a lot of layers here. You've got new receivers, in essence. Terry McLaurin, a rookie, right. may be starting. Yeah. Uh, Darius Geisen, who knows about him? That's another issue. Yeah. Uh, still not clear. But so there's it's an offensive line that may not have Trent Williams. So there's a lot. He's not just stepping onto the field with that team, even that they had last season mm-hmm. on the field. And yeah, I think, if anything, you have to prove that you can get through and play an actual sort of full-speed football game before you make all these plans. Are you going to put insert him and make plans for him to be the starter, and then you get to week one at Philadelphia, he's getting all these reps, or at least getting most of the work, and then something else happens again, right. and you got to go to the backup plan. You're already starting at that point this season, which is a hugely critical season for the head coach. You're already starting at that point. Behind the eight ball, more than you maybe are already because one of your best players may not be there. It's all this stuff. I just don't see how you can risk that. But would it surprise me if that's the case, that they go through this and after all the non-playing that the thought is, well, you know, Colt knows the team and he's going to be the quarterback? That would not surprise me because that, I think, realistically could happen. Right. So we, I think we all value preseason a little bit differently as fans, as media, than maybe coaches. And here, and this is my fear, is that they're going to say Colt doesn't have to play, doesn't have to prove that he can stay healthy. He has to get healthy. And because he knows the system and the scheme so well that they will trust that over, over, proving that he can, A, play next Thursday night in Atlanta, the "Quote unquote all important preseason game rehearsal, and and recover the next day. And this is my problem with anybody that feels the preseason isn't important. I don't understand, especially when you have a guy with a long and sorted injury history, how you can say 
he doesn't have to go out and prove himself through a gauntlet of a full tackle game where he can get hit, banged around, sacked, tripped up, whatever it might be. And here's the other thing, Earl. I wonder with all of these setbacks and all of his soreness, when he got hurt and tripped up and fell, <coughs> excuse me, at the end of practice the Monday before the Cleveland Browns preseason opener, he was out there the next day for a practice. Yes, not in full pads, but he was out there. I wonder if they would have just held him off there and not played him in the Cleveland Brown game, which they didn't, if he would have been healthier this week. Or if it's just that we don't want to push him right now. Here's the other layer, the other side that I'm seeing of it, too, that maybe Colt is the guy, and they know what he can do, and it's not, I like you said, you don't need to see him in games, et cetera, et cetera, that because of these little maybe nagging thing that happened to him the week the week of the Cleveland game a week ago, right? that maybe this whole, you know, August surprise is going to be at the end. It's Colt. I, it's I, always I, been Colt, and yeah, I we feel were like just that's... making sure he's right for the yeah. regular season. Who cares about the preseason? I mean, you know that I've been strong on uh, Case Keenum all along. Yeah, I, I think like Case the Keenum looked. is the better better choice, the better option. Uh, and yeah, obviously looked okay last Thursday. And Cle- I, I have a sneaking suspicion that the Redskins are going to do this with the whole Colt McCoy situation, where they are where, where they are going to say, no, you know what, this was our treat him like Jared Goff, treat him like you know any veteran. And I, I'm telling you, I think that's. A mistake. Real quickly before we hit our first break, what is a reasonable expectation now that you're Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, and a kid who just signed from Baylor a couple of days ago? I assume Keenum and Haskins will play most of the game, but how much do you want to see Case Keenum on Thursday? I'd like night? to see him the whole first quarter, wouldn't you? Um, yeah. I would like to. Play three know series last Thursday, and maybe that's going to be the case again. The case for Keenum again. You like that? Um, you know, maybe, and if, and especially if now, if I think maybe some of that playing time tells for him, if he only gets into three series again, maybe mm-hmm. that's an indication, a strong one that we're just we know what we got, we're protecting him. I thought he looked pretty good. I made some notes uh, from last week. I think uh, Keenum, his, the, the, the scouting report on him, he's he's pretty good at reading defenses. He makes quick decisions, right. which is all good in Jake Gruden's offense. Now, what you saw last week. And I know it was a pass interference. He took a shot downfield. Yes, and on that third throw, and nine. And that throw resulted in a penalty, set up a touchdown. But that one had zip, and the touchdown. No, it was a blown coverage, wide open. Correct. But the ball got there quickly. He's got that little. He's got that low trajectory, little zip pass. I agree. So his arm strength is not elite, but he's a guy that can certainly throw the ball. And I think there's time. What you're going to see if he's the quarterback of that team, that deep shot that they took for the penalty was not there. In when Alex Smith was quarterback at all last year, it was all short stuff and safe stuff. And Cousins at times would forego the deep shot. Yes. And that was a great frustration to Jay Gruden. Yep. I wish he, you know, had a shot there, take a shot. There. And Case Keenum will. And I think maybe that's a, that's an advantage for him in this system. He's a good play action quarterback because he'll look at a defense, make a decision, make a throw. That's what they want to do if this team is going to be run, run based, run based offense play action pass, which kind of we saw last year more at a necessity than anything else. That seems to be the approach. I think actually he's a good fit and I was, you know, encouraged by what I saw in week one, although you can't read much into it. You got a couple more minutes in yeah, you? Yeah. All right. Got a couple yeah. of uh, items we have to hit. 
episode 287, Locked on Redskins podcast, back with Earl Forsey in a flash. This is David Harrison of the Locked on Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell, Locked on Redskins. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Not to go to work, not to go to the store because you forgot something, but ready to go to the bedroom. That's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, fellas. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity comes about. If you could benefit from a little extra function, fellas, and more confidence where it matters, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew. Is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit BlueChew.com, you get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Get it now, guys. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is episode 287. My pal Earl Forsey rejoins us, host of Washington Game Day Uncensored's Countdown to Kickoff. Also, you can listen to him if you're going to FedEx Field or on the Radio.com app on Thursday night after the Redskins-Bengals preseason home opener at FedEx Field. Again, 7.30 Eastern time to kick off this, again, episode number 287. So Darius Geis is not going to play in this game as well. Jay Gruden said, much to the surprise of many, that he wasn't cleared for full contact in a game. I guess we should have seen this coming as a possibility because we know in, in, in practice, one, you can't tackle. There is some contact. There are some live periods. There are popping of the pads, if you will, Sometimes guys get out of control, but everybody just assumed because he was cleared for full practice that he would be cleared for a game, and especially because he was in full uniform last Thursday night. Did it surprise you? It surprised me, but I'm not as panicked about it as some because I think think in this case I'll take the opposite from the quarterbacks that you have some time here. You have two and a half weeks before you play a regular season game. He's a running back. He's been around the team for a year. It's only – a year and a week removed from when he was hurt. Um, I'm not that worried about it because all indications are he looks fantastic. Right. And physically, that's all you care about. The hits will come. It's not a big deal if the running back who's going to take enough hits already is not taking any hits. I'm not worried about that. I think he could probably step right in and do what they expect him to do, which is make some explosive plays out of the backfield. I I don't think this is a setback thing. I think some were surprised, like you said, that even cover the team day-to-day that he hasn't been cleared, I think that's probably, in my opinion, more a procedural thing 
than anything to worry about. Right. The only thing I worry about is we all know that your body feels a whole lot differently when you're running around practicing and nobody can really touch you and nobody can tackle you and nobody can spear you and hit you and tackle you. Your body feels a whole lot different after you can be tackled and hit and roughed up. And, uh, you, you know, so so that that's one area that – I guess concerns me, but I'll be real concerned if he doesn't play against Atlanta. That that's how I'll say that. I'm not that concerned right now. I'll be much more concerned if he doesn't play against Atlanta. Um, just real quickly, moving on from that, Adrian Peterson talked about Trent Williams' impact, and he talked about it having an impact on Dwayne Haskins, on all quarterbacks. He's absolutely right, and also himself. He alluded to. The running game as well. And this is the thing that people probably haven't talked about as much is Trent Williams' absence not only affects, again, pass protection, but it also affects a team that likes to run the football. Screen that game, wants too. To on run those it. passes, yes. he'll get downfield yes. like no one can in the Absolutely. NFL. Yeah. I mean, it's your best player at a very important position. I mean, I think that's about as simple as it is. And if you don't have that on the field, that's a big problem, and I think we've talked about this a couple of times, that just from a football standpoint, whatever's you know the, the, the issues are, from a Redskins football standpoint, they are not a better team. They're a lot worse team without right. Trent Williams on the field. Right. And however the situation works out, if it ends up being that he will not come back and it won't happen, and this is at an impasse so much that something eventually has to be done with the trade, that's a big loss for the Redskins. I mean, you just – and I know that he's a guy that has been a seven-time Pro Bowler. He's a player that has not played a full season since 2013. Right. But we have seen in those seasons what happens in those games that he misses. Yeah. It's well, – you don't have to be a trained observer to, to see that they struggle because – it's a domino effect, too, yeah. on the offensive line. When you're missing that guy, then someone else has yep. to do something, and it affects all the other four guys across the well, line. Well, especially considering that you don't have Ty and Secchi there, which you've had the last several years since 2015. Now, Donald Penn certainly can be capable of being that guy, but at 36, after missing 75% of last year, we just don't know what Donald Penn is at. And, I mean, you know, he was so new to the team last week that – they didn't get him in until the fourth quarter. I mean, I expect him to play a lot more, of course, tonight. Blinds out be... of a quarterback, and you've got – you're invested in a rookie right now. Yeah. And, look, I, I did watch some of – part of last weekend, there was rave reviews about Kyler Murray, about mm-hmm. Daniel Jones. I watched some of the – I watched a little of the Giants on replay and saw the Daniel Jones drive. He was in with the ones, with yeah. the starting offensive line. Right. It was very quick passes, and I'm the kid delivered the ball, and he, you know – Threw it right where he needed to. Right, hit five there was an RPO five. look, exactly. But it was set up to succeed. Yeah. I mean, not that you shouldn't, but yep. we saw the chaos last week with the Redskins. And I know it wasn't a lot of starters, but even when Case Keenan was in there, having to run around a couple of times yep. for his life, Wayne Haskins had a move a couple of times, which was good to see because I think, you know, pretty quickly in his career, he's ended that mobility. Uh, issue comment that a yep. lot of people thought he had struggled with. Yep. And and I loved his comment after the game, Chris. He was asked about showing some mobility and was that a good thing? He goes, yeah, I can do it. I just don't want to. Right. I want to throw was right. his exact quote. Well, because which he realizes you're taking more shots and more injury chances by running around 
and scrambling, especially if you don't get down and avoid that contact or get out of bounds. So now is the, this week, does he work with the ones? Does he get any? Probably not, right? Or maybe a little work, but how long? They won't keep those guys in right. more than a quarter, right. probably, I, yeah. if they play. And they didn't play a lot of them right. last week. Right. Um, two or three series, maybe? I mean, I mean we teams... already know Geis isn't going to play. I mean, I assume Adrian Peterson will play, no. but, here's, I mean. Here's what we, what's. Should be fun if they do get some playing time. What about Jordan Reed? Would you play him? No. I wouldn't play him. No, 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 no. All Maybe indications. Maybe in Atlanta. Maybe. I don't even know if you want to do that. Just save it. Well, save it. Um, because he's, look, right. everybody says, right. I mean, raving. People go from the outside, the, the NFL network people, yep. players. Let's, fingers crossed. Yep. Because that guy, that if that guy from three years ago is back. Oh, yeah. He was at times uncoverable. He was one of the top three, certainly pass catching tight ends. They need it. And that's Case Keenum. That's huge for him, having a tight end to throw to. But the two guys that I'm excited about would be Terry McLaurin, who played the opening snap, and that was it last mm-hmm. week. So, in essence, he has been anointed a starter mm-hmm. on this team, right? We can infer to by that. Yeah. Um, and the second is Montez Sweat. Yep. The other first round pick. Yep who is going to be probably the impact. If there's going to be an impact rookie, certainly first-rounders, it's going to be him. I, I can't wait to see that guy. I really think that's the kind of guy that can wreak havoc. The Redskins, when's the last defensive player that they've had that can wreak havoc on an offense? Yeah, I don't know if you would even qualify Kerrigan as wreaking no. havoc. Really good player. Even though Kerrigan's been really good and, and, immediate, and made an immediate impact, by the way, in his in his first game uh, as a rookie, intercepting Eli Manning and pick sixing yeah. him. I'm talking the, about doing what right, we changing saw. the dynamic of a game. Exactly what Chicago got yes, last year. Exactly uh, that, and they haven't had that. I mean, I, I have to really think back at who. I might have to go back to Wilbur Marshall, yeah. somebody like that on yep. those early teams, those su- yep. those late, late Super Bowl teams. I think he can be that kind of player. When you do, he, I know it's different in college than the pros, and that always that doesn't always translate. I think that dude's special. I think he's a freakish athlete. Doesn't always mean any everything, but I think where he played college ball, Mississippi State. I think it's just. I think it's a great fit, and. Kerrigan, I mean, he's got to be the happiest dude about this because he's been doing yes. what he's been doing yep. with no help, with no I mean, Preston Smith preoccupation w- 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 from the was other side. obviously okay. a, a, a nice piece, but he Montez Sweat should be a lot. Montez right. Sweat should be better. And so those the, are the two guys yeah. I, I, I expect you're going to see if Montez Sweat plays, which all indications are yep. he will. One or two wow plays. And maybe you're we'll see, see like, Jonathan wow. Allen, Matt Ioannidis, and Deron Payne for a series or two. Remember, they didn't all play last week in Cleveland, and Cleveland went through them like a hot knife through butter. So I'm looking forward to seeing that first-team defense or whatever is that first-team defense for a series or two, hopefully with a couple of three-and-outs, maybe a sack, somewhere along the lines. You know, somewhere in that range, get them in, get them out. Uh, and look, the Cincinnati Bengals, real quickly, we'll wrap it up this way with Earl. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals aren't exactly intimidating. They have no. no A.J. Green. You know, they have a new head coach in Zach Taylor. I mean, they've got some issues, and this is not exactly like the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield uh, last week. Um, real quickly, Earl, before we say goodbye, um, is it important in any way, shape, or form tomorrow uh, on, on Thursday night for the Redskins to look good on offense and defense, or is it just 
they just got to get out healthy. I think when most of the starters are on the field, yeah, I think it. I think you should look sharp. I, you looked. At, I, I don't know how much you saw last week, but Kansas City, Mahomes in the game looked pretty good. Kyler Murray, that first looked pretty good. When you saw the ones, and it doesn't always mean everything, but my goodness, if you can't look somewhat competent in a preseason right. game, if if it's the Patriots, I'm not worried about it. Right. If it's the Redskins, I am because. That's you got to start point. somewhere, That's and there's so many new pieces. I would just like to see, have some competency. I think looking sharp, or at least a sharp drive or two, especially for me when Keenum's in, because I think Case Keenum now is kind of de facto, you know, by attrition, probably the anointed starter on opening day. So you'd like to see, and, you know, last week he wasn't playing with everybody, and you might not have Jordan Reed. You might have not have all those guys right away. So it still is going to be a work in progress, but I – you know, the professional football players, I expect to see at least, you know, for almost a quarter, maybe three or four series. Okay, a couple series. Maybe I'm overestimating things. But just, yeah, something that's a little sharper than we saw last week. Because for the most part, while the individual, some of the individual performances were great, and Jimmy Moreland was fantastic on defense, it was pretty ragtag. Yeah. Both sides of the football I agree. Uh, form and, and on special teams, too. But Please don't allow any long punt yeah. returns. My um, guy, Earl Forsey, listen to him after to. the game. If you're going to FedEx Field or if you're a Redskins fan, check him out on radio.com. If you're not in the immediate DMV area and able to listen on 106.7 The Fan, he'll be doing the post-game show after the Redskins and the Bengals starting at 10 o'clock Eastern time, 7 o'clock Pacific on Thursday night, and as well during the regular season, be hosting Countdown to Kickoff uh, five starting five hours, five hours before kickoff of every Redskins regular season game. Make sure you follow him at Earl Forsey, F-O-R-C-E-Y. Always good to have Earl Forsey on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks, pal. Yep, and call after the game. Be looking forward to it, and maybe we see something that we like. Unlike last week, maybe the fans will actually see something they're happy with. Instant reaction again Thursday night from Earl Forsey on 106.7 The Fan and thefandc.com and the radio.com app. All right, we'll come back and put the finishing touches on this episode next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked on Commanders podcast, and this Locked on podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. All right, we welcome you back to the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 287. So a couple of quick news and notes. We never really got into this. On the last episode, episode 286, Sua Cravens went off on the Redskins, basically supporting Trent Williams or saying, no wonder why Trent Williams is doing what he's doing when you consider that the Redskins continue to litigate and cause fake witness, call fake witnesses and 
they know the truth and all of this stuff. You can read all of his tweets on his official Twitter account. Quite honestly, he's blocked me. Uh, so whatever. He's, I, look, I'm not saying he doesn't have a legitimate gripe. I'm not saying he didn't have a legitimate injury. I'm not saying that the Redskins did some things wrong here. Uh, the Redskins do a lot of things wrong. I think they have a legitimate point as well. Uh, I don't care who wins it. I don't care who gets to pay who or who doesn't get money. None of my concern. But if you want to read all about it, uh, you can go to Sue Craven if he hasn't blocked you because uh, he's also very immature about that type stuff, number one. Number two, Trent uh, Williams, Field Yates of ESPN, basically ruled out the Patriots, saying that they're you know, looking at Isaiah Wynn, their first-round pick who blew out his Achilles last year, and I know there's been some buzz and some talk that Isaiah Wynn, and I think Field Yates even said it, and others have said it as well, like Jeff Schwartz of SiriusXM, former NFL offensive lineman, that Isaiah Wynn is going to be a really good left tackle. I believe it when I see it. Um, supposedly that kind of eliminates them from contention for Trent Williams. So you have basically Cleveland, Houston, maybe Minnesota, maybe another NFC team, maybe, I don't know. We'll have to see uh, what happens in that regard. I don't think it'll be anybody in the NFC East. And then real quickly, Amari Cooper is dealing with some plantar fasciitis problems, uh, which is really interesting uh, because that could certainly affect, you know, inflammation, soreness, pain. That could certainly affect his ability to run those brilliant crisp routes uh, that he was so good at down the stretch uh, in Dallas last year. He was tremendous, and that's always been his number one attribute. He was tremendous in Dallas. Quick, short bursts, quick moves. Uh, if you have a bad foot, if your foot hurts, not going to be easy to do. All right, that's going to put a lock on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 287. Thanks for being with us. Enjoy the Redskins and the Bengals, preseason game number two, preseason home opener, 7.30 Eastern time kickoff. We'll be back late Thursday night into early Friday morning with a wrap of it all on episode number 288. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.